This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Nico Case is on today. That's cool, right? A little break from comedians. You need that once in a while, right? All I know is comedians. All I know are comedians and musicians. Maybe I'll get some non-musician, non-comedians on this show. I don't know who I would uh, who I would have, though. But I'll think about that. While I'm in Japan, where I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to Japan tomorrow. Pretty exciting, right? I might be there when you uh, listen to this. It's kind of all irrelevant, though, to listening to this, because uh, what difference does it make where I am, what country I'm in? I'm basically just letting you know I'm going to Japan, and that's cool, and I want everyone to know that I'm doing a cool thing. I have some tour dates coming up. January 8th and 9th, I'll be at Sketchfest. 23rd, Charleston, South Carolina. Of January, uh, 28th of January, Baltimore. 29th and 30th, D.C. February 25th, I'll be in Vancouver. That's 25th, 26th, 27th. Vancouver for the uh, Just for Laughs Northwest it's a new Just for Laughs festival in Vancouver. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry, toddberry.com for the tour date information, tickets, and stuff like that. Feral Audio brings you this podcast. Go to their website. You can uh, get a Todd Barry podcast t-shirt. I think you can link to that on my site, on my site or their site. Get one of those. Might even be possible to get Christmas delivery. I don't know. I don't know. I'm new to the t-shirt business. And also there's an Amazon link on the Feral Audio page where you can order stuff through Amazon and it supports the podcasters. With that said, I've never used that expression before because I don't like it, but I'm not going to re-record this. With that said, having said that, here is Nico Case. Are you comfortable, Nico? I'm so comfortable. And I noticed that you put out a brand new roll of toilet paper for me in the back. I did. I, I actually... You're like, chicks are coming over, putting a new roll out. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked out pretty beautifully that I ran out right before he came mm-hmm. over. Then I got, mm-hmm. oh, good. I get to look like a cool dude. But I didn't clean up at all for you or straighten up well, or give we're, you a comfortable chair to sit. We're intimate. And uh, you don't have to do those things Do you uh, when you're when you're so casual. I know. I, I I was thinking about that before I before you came over. Maybe as you were walking in, I realized how messy I was. Like maybe I should be like more of an adult and like. Nah, nah. Our friendship is like a cozy hoodie. I mean, you're wearing a, a beautiful gown right now. I know. <laughs> it's itchy. You can probably hear the sequins scratching against things as Did I you? move about. <laughs> uh, good show at the Apollo the other night. Thank you. That was that was good. You got me some good seats. It was general admission except for VIPs. Right. 
That was that threw me. I got scared. I don't even think I got you that. I think that they probably just saw your name and they were like, <laughs> of course, we're putting it yeah, in the I, VIP I, section. Yeah, I can walk into any Apollo show. Very, I know. Did you, uh, had you ever played or been there? I had played there once on the Elvis Costello show that he used to do oh, there. Oh, that spectacle? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, I, it, it was weird to be back there because the last time I had been there, I was scared shitless and... Jesse Winchester made me cry my eyes out several times by being so amazing. So. Oh, really? I don't know much about Jesse Winchester. Oh, I've heard of he's him. He's great. He's really great. Is he still alive? No, he passed away uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago now. Very sad, but um, he's just this really, one of those people that's really softly super powerful. Uh-huh. And it w- like you can't see it on the recording of the show, but every person in the building cried every time he would even rehearse that song for levels and stuff. Oh, my God. Or for blocking and lighting and stuff. <laughs> Everybody in the place was like, oh. uh, was What song is our it? Will. It's called um, Shamalama Ding Dong, I think. L- literally. <laughs> that's the one that made you cry? That's, that's not the title I was expecting. Well, no, but, and the recorded version doesn't make me cry either, but hearing him sing it next to you, it, he was just like a... a I don't know what, a wizard. Yeah. A cruel yet sublime wizard. I'll have to look him up. You should do. He's a guy like I've always heard of, but I don't, like, I can't say I know anyone who's ever mentioned him. Well, he's from West Virginia, and he went to Canada during the Vietnam War, so I don't know if it, I mean, people know about him, but he's he's just this fantastically talented maker of, he doesn't have to get fancy because, like I mentioned, his his wizardry is powerful. So. Uh huh. That's cool. It doesn't. It's just a a tiny flourish. Did um. You're weeping. How was working with Elvis Costello? It was great. It was really great. He's one of those people that, you know, when you run into somebody that just loves their job so much that it makes you feel kind of renewed. Yeah. He's he's one of those people. Yeah, he Has seems like he stories, never so does he... anything half-assed. He just goes no, all in. No, no, he doesn't. And uh, oh my god, like sitting next to him while he sings and not hearing him artificially amplified, you're just like, yeah, your voice is huge, and I think he has probably perfect pitch as well. So just hearing those people do those things next to you sometimes makes you realize that there's some. People have extra stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was backstage. At, I've seen him live a bunch of times, but I was backstage at Conan once when he was on, and he was walking through the hallways doing one of those crazy vocal warm-ups mm-hmm. where you sound weird, but I'm sure there's a reason for it. Do I you do those? No. No? You just dive right in? Mm-hmm. Well, I would have sound checked. Yeah. So occasionally at a, at a festival, I won't sound check, and then I'll start singing and feel like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> No sound is coming out, or I sound like I have a, tor- a terrible head cold for a few. Seconds. So you don't do like humming and shit like that. No, I, I shouldn't call it shit because I don't know what I'm talking about. Humming no, it's, or it's stuff. okay. <laughs> humming and all that jive, I don't do that. But um, people who do it are smart because it is a muscle. Yeah. One of these days, mine's just gonna break like a spring on a brake pad or something, and I'm just gonna walk around. With my mouth moving and no sound coming out, it's going to be sad. You can still, I think there are bands that tour that way, though, still. 
Yeah, with it'll a be it'll track. be like one of those suitcases that you see in a thrift store that looks perfectly brand new, but one of the wheels is missing. That'll be me. It's like my new bed frame. I just noticed has a little thing, little one of those pads on the. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this up, because it's on my mind. Let's, let's get it out. One of those little pads on the out. leg, and I noticed, and the other's like, I don't, I have, I can't even lift this thing. Now it's going to drive me crazy. Do you want me to lift it for you while I'm here? I would I'm like. Pretty you. ripped. Really? Yeah. How crazy would that be if I had you do that? Help me do that. Do Maybe we we'll do that. do that. We could totally do that. I'm just trying to think if I painted a good picture of my dilemma for podcast purposes. Am I going to learn anything new about you by looking under your bed, though? Uh, you know what is under my bed is. Th- I ha- are you a hoarder at all? A little bit, yeah. I have stuff that I don't even know what's in there, and they also have this uh, clock, this big swag clock from some uh, some TV show, like some trucker TV show. Really? Yeah, and I've never, you know, it's not like I'm going to put the clock up, but it's like I can't just like throw this away. But it's not. But I will put it under my worth bed. enough money to put on Todd Berry Celebrity eBay. Do you sell stuff on eBay? No, but I'm going to. Really? Yeah, I have all kinds of dumb shit that I don't need are you really planning on doing that yeah i you know why because when i got in a band you know i never had any money and you know sometimes then then you travel enough to where you make a little bit of money yeah. and you're the tour manager yourself so you're holding a bunch of money in your hand and you're like i could actually afford to buy a dress I will do this because you think you have money because you're holding some right. money in your hand. You don't actually have money. So I would buy myself a dress and be like, all right, I can actually look like a professional. And I kept doing that because it never really satisfied me. And it took me maybe 15 years to realize I fucking hate wearing dresses. And why didn't I just do that? But money is weird. Like you, you never... if. If you grow up really poor, you could go to business school, I guess, but usually you, you only learn about money by really fucking up with it. Yeah, and there's there are there are people who are I've met who are wealthy who are still you can see they're nervous about money to a kind well, of a they, petty amount. Yeah, which maybe they should be. I don't know. <clears throat> I really don't know. Basically, I reached a sort of money adulthood where um, I give most of it to the government. Yeah. So I had to really start thinking about, you're not really a woman. You don't really dress like one. Maybe it's time that you sold these nice clothes that you've never really worn, ever. Really? So you're going to do it. It was just like this, it wasn't a compulsion. It was something I thought I was supposed to do. I don't know why I never checked my my reasonable meter. Well, you're allowed one. to treat yourself. Well, how red. much were these dresses? Well, they were pretty, they were nice. So they were, you know, a lot. It's em- it's embarrassing to buy things that aren't even remotely okay, really, for you to buy. But, you know, at the same time, I've never bought cocaine. So it's probably better in that it does have a resale value where you can't really resell any cocaine that you've ever snorted, I don't think. So, um, yeah. Are you going to become a coke dealer now also? Well, I don't know if I have enough of a kitty from, or will have enough from just yeah. selling some clothing to are you get gonna, myself a good kilo or whatever you fucking start with. Are you going to go public with this auction? Like, are you going to be like, or is it going to be like quietly under a different name? Or are you going to be like, 
Nico case is selling. No, some I'll be dress. like, check this out. It's nice, and I and I never fucking wore it because I am just not a dress wearer. You're gonna but sell I all that Maybe. Prob- I don't know. It's kind of. It's seriously hardly ever been worn, so it's just nice, and it, it's kind of like having a guitar that you don't play it's like well this is nice somebody should get this and wear this how many guitars do you have i always wondered about that with people having like 500 Um, guitars i i don't hoard them actually i did have quite a few of them for a while because they used to be kind of cheap especially Uh tenor guitars which i play but i sold them because it's dumb to not it's dumb to hoard guitars unless you're in the business of selling guitars but me you know if it doesn't get played i feel guilty you don't get free ones no. Uh, you will Nobody gets free ones. Really? No. Jimmy Page? Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Jimmy Page gets free ones. Yeah. Just would, Jimmy? Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about it. Jimmy probably. Um, but do they want the free ones they get is my question. I just always assumed, and I probably don't know what I'm talking about, but I always assume like people who are established just call up Gibson and go, hey, that one looks nice, and then the next day it's in the mail. Maybe. Maybe not I think in the at mail. A, I but... think at a certain level, and if you're known for your guitar playing, which I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not really changing the face of guitar playing nightly on stage. Okay. So. Now you wore two dresses at the Apollo for someone who doesn't like working. Yeah. You, you wore a dress tucked into another dress? Was I it? did. But the, the dress had built-in pants, <laughs> kind of like I'm a toddler. It's like a, it's like an adult toddler kind of outfit. So, so it's a way the of, security of pants with the flappy of dress. Do you? Uh, <laughs> I did enjoy your explanation of it while you're while you're on stage, of the uh, address within a dress. Now, at the end of your show, something happened. I don't. You don't look at my list of I questions. Won't, I won't look at your notes. I won't look at your notes. At the end of your, uh, the end of your show, there was these. There, well, it was towards the end. There was this couple who were. I I'm gonna I don't want to insult your fans. Drunk and shitty. I didn't like them. They were drunk and shitty. They were bad people and I was right across the aisle from them. And they were like yelling at requests, which I guess is sort of nice, but it seemed to be excessive. It was seemed to be aggressive, like almost you better play this fucking song. But that was not the least that was the least of what they did. Cause then she sort of approached the stage while you were starting her encore, and then she backed off. Then she approached the stage, and then you left, and she was all of a sudden on the stage proposing to her drunken boyfriend. Yeah, that was really weird. And it was actually so ballsy, and not ballsy, but more like entitledly yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. It was cunty. Yeah. And uh, the security guards, who are huge dudes, were just like, what? And my crew were like, what, what? Did you, like, I, I, she she was so entitled that she actually managed to make them all confused. Like, yeah, I mean, she got. What, all, yeah, was this okay? Did it? Did it? Did Nico? Ask, did she ask Nico earlier? Like, if people, you know, did, like the people have proposed at my shows before, but they ask you first. They're like, hey, can I? It's just the polite thing to do. And at times, I've let them. And there have been times when it's like, well, actually, we only have 40 minutes, and then there's a really tight changeover here at this festival, and somebody else has to go on. So, no, we can't do that. But there's yeah, also it's that weird. it's your show that there's yeah, that. Yeah. And then <laughs> at, at the end, I heard her go, and Nico Case could come out and play a song. 
And I was oh like, my God. yeah, you own me, you huge cunt. Oh, my God. You, that, I didn't hear that. But I just, was, I just, was, I was so mortified, and I was vocally mortified. And people around me were like, yeah, we, there were people, you know, who were like, yeah, we are disgusted. But then there were people <laughs> who kind of cheered when she, uh, when she actually proposed. It's like, you can't reward this kind of, just because no. they're two people getting, ugh. But I've Basically, had... Basically, what they did was, is they made kind of a, a kind of a it, it's like that episode of the Brady Bunch like it's kind of a Hawaiian angry gods curse <laughs> that their love is doomed yeah I wanted to walk up to him and go I hope you guys are split up there will be three weeks well I, I think that'll probably happen the, or they'll strangle me to death in a back alley now who knows but eventually someone did come across, come on stage, a woman came on stage. I don't think she was a security person, but she was clearly not happy and booted her. She was like, get the fuck down. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was pretty, uh, it was, you could see she was pissed off. And then I tried to, you know, I was going backstage to say hi, and the guy was like, they were very strict about it. I know. I was like, oh, now you guys are doing your job? <laughs> you had people on stage, then bringing other people on stage. Yeah. And the mic is still live. <laughs> I just I've dealt with that so much as a in con that's like comedy club stuff where like, yeah people are like I paid to get in here I own you yeah it's like like people like it's it's Pete's birthday okay yeah that's happy, happy birthday, birthday Pete uh, Great. there's other shit going on in the world but um I don't mind I don't mind that sometimes but that was a really kind of just shitty one yeah just ask it won't kill you it's just uh, that, yeah that's that's an open it's, it's not open mic night. Mm-mm. Ah, but hear the sirens. Every, that's part of the the coloring of my podcast. It's gritty. <laughs> it's gritty. New York is gritty still. America. You lived here if you're for a while, right? To this. Uh, I spent a lot of time here, but I, I don't. You, I thought you had a place in Brooklyn once. No, I stay with Phil a lot. Okay. I'm kind of his uh, de facto roommate. On occasion, I like it. But weren't you talking about moving here? I was talking about it for a bit, and then I realized I'm never home. Yeah. I'm not at one home, let alone two homes. And then also I realized you can't afford to live in Brooklyn. You can't even afford to live in Portland. So I realized that that was a it was a pipe dream. Oh, my God. I have houses in okay. all those places. I know you do. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to Airbnb <laughs> from you. In the south of France, I have one as well. I do believe that. Now you have this box. Marrakesh, don't you own a? <laughs> I do. I, a small estate. Yeah, when I was over there with Bourdain, we. Uh, oh, totally. I'm going to Japan in the week. I heard that you were going just for fun. Yeah. It's really fun over you got there. Any t tips and pointers. Well, are you going to Osaka? No, I'm going to Tokyo. It's kind of a quick trip. Okay. Well, if you can find one of those places, which I'm sure you can, where there's a kind of a menu outside it's a ramen place uh -huh. and there's just a selection you put your yen in and you push the button of which ramen you want oh. it gives you a ticket and you go in and it's like a big kind of horseshoe shaped counter and they just bring you the ramen and it's like these awesome ramen server outfits where they have like white rubber boots big white rubber apron <laughs> and they just bring you maybe the best bowl of ramen you've ever had I like the rubber boots, like they're walking through puddles they of ramen. They are the cleanest looking soup serving oh people God. you've See, that ever, good. ever met. That sounds good. And it, it 
the broth is exquisite. Can you do like... I'm usually a noodle man instead of a broth man, but I kind of win in Japan. I'm a broth man. Does it have that big egg in it? That's what always scares me. You can me. get it with the big oh. egg or without. See, oh, I'm not a button. In, you can I'm push no in, egg? No, no. There's just like, you know, 40 <laughs> buttons. And you just push the one without the big egg on it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You're not an egg person either. No. We have similar food tastes, I think. I'm a fish hater. I, I, I'm sort of new to fish. I feel like I've only tried a few kinds of fish, but I, they're always kind of like, this is good, but I don't... A shrimp I like. Oh, no? no. Fried shrimp, come on. They're just like little livers of the sea. <laughs> I don't want that. Fried clam strips at Howard Johnson's? Um, I think I remember eating those as a kid and not knowing they were clams because they had fried on yeah, them. Yeah, they, they... Fried just works, unless it's like... A, Gizzards or hearts, which my mom was into, which is fucking revolting. Gizzards and hearts? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't... I mean, if you're me, it's fucking revolting. No, I'm, Other people I, love it. I can't say I... I'm, I'm happy to see that everything gets eaten, because it should, <laughs> you know. Do you um, dry chicken? I know you like your chicken dry also. How, did, how do I remember that? Because <laughs> we eat out a lot. There's no one else who's going to ask you that question. I like a dry... I like my chicken dry. I do, too. I said that once in front of a chef, and she was like... She was mortified, like... Yeah. It, it's kind of like a yummy sponge that soaks up yeah. stuff if it's dry. And you know for sure that there's no pink gelatinous bit that you're going to stumble across. Because I, I feel like people who like a chicken overly soft, unless it's been brined ahead of time, uh, it's going to be perhaps there's going to be a wiggly bit in there. <laughs> it's like eggs, you know, yeah. also of the poultry yeah. um, flavor that... If they're like, I, I can eat an egg as long as there's not a, a yolk in it or as long as it's completely cooked with no wiggly bits. Wiggly bits are gross. Yeah. You like well, you like your food well done too. I, bet. I like my food well done. Oh my God. And I don't like fat. I'm this, oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't even understand what people talk about. Talk I don't about get like, it. Oh, I need it marbled. Is so del- it's, ugh. Marbled, uh, my gag reflex just goes. It's yeah. like, oh. I take fat off bacon. I do too. Oh my God. Whoa. We... Our restaurant that we're opening <laughs> is going to be amazing. Cafe Picky. Flavorless and dry. All we... the grilled cheese on white bread you can eat. Oh, grilled cheese <laughs> on white bread. Uh, our chefs remove the fat for you on the bacon. That's right. So it's little crumbs. There will be tater tots. Oh, potato tots. Mm-hmm. Well done as well. Yeah. You want them crispy. Do you, uh, when you're on the road, do you seek out? Uh, like I, I'm friends with Yola Tango and they'll be like, they'll take a side trip to go get frozen yogurt or some, custard or something. Like mm-hmm. They'll go, we're going to this place and it's like drive 40 miles. Do you do stuff like that or do you, mm, there's not enough time? I used to when we would go in the van across uh-huh. the country, we'd do that a lot. Um, but usually on the bus, we don't get to do that. Sometimes like... You know, if we're in Cleveland or something, I'll make sure that we have enough time to go to the Balaton or something. What is that? It's a Hungarian restaurant that I love. Oh, you're Hungarian. I forgot that. I'm not Hungarian. Oh, no, you're Ukrainian. You're Ukrainian. Sorry about that. The Hungarian's got it going on. I like, like, Vietnamese and Hungarian oh, are my Vietnamese. favorite foods, I think. Oh, my God. Nice pho. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It cures anything. With those jalapenos, man. Ugh. God, I'm gonna go kill someone now. I know. I know what I'm eating for lunch today. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, and I'm in New York. 
I know. It's going to be everywhere. How long are you going to be here for? Until mm, the morning, and then I go to Chicago tomorrow. Oh, really? Sweet, sweet Chicago. You got a show there? Nope. Just some promo stuff and eating of foods. There will be eating of foods. I guess I should bring up your box set. Now that we've, you can we've if you want to. I always wonder, like, do you, I know you're having a good time right now, but do you, if you do something like this, do you want to, let's get into the fucking why I'm here, or do you just shoot the shit? I like to shoot the shit. So do I. Talking about myself, um, I, I'm boring. No, no, no. I mean, if we're talking about dry chicken, that's one I'm, thing. I'm super <laughs> into that. Oh I make God. all my guests look great. <laughs> I think I just slammed myself by mistake. The, um, it's okay, we all do What it. is the box? I just memorized the thing, but then I blanked the box that it's called. It's called Truck Driver and Gladiator Mule. I like that. Thank you. Do you it's act- about the non-glamour of being on the road, which you know about. Truck Driver Gladiator Oh, I never even thought about that. Mm. Do you agonize over titles? Mm. No, I think I came up with that title a long time ago. And I always was going to use it for something. And I realized that was it, but... No, it's Sometimes, great. yeah. Like, I've had other projects where it's like, I don't even know what to call it. Or, yeah. And it comes to you eventually if you just leave it alone. It's like, quit picking the scab. Right. It'll heal over. You'll figure out a name for it. But there is a, a good deal of obsessing that happens about many things. Yeah, you get your, I get my little short list, and then I run it by people, and then they say different opinions, and then I get mad at them. Yeah, and then you hate them for... Yeah. You're like, that was... Amazing. How could you think that was a cliche throwaway <laughs> thing I just did there? So this is, a, is your first box set. You mentioned that most people do those on stage. The other said that most people do them after they die. I found that out later <laughs> that it's kind of something people do at the end of their career. And, but I thought, well, that, I mean, eight records is a lot and it would be a really heavy to, if I make eight more records, like you can't really have it. Yeah. That's going to be like $2,000. 16 LP box. I mean, maybe you can, but I'm just so young. I know you're young. And fresh. <laughs> I have a lot of records left in me. Are you recording one now? Uh, I'm recording uh, another project, and then I'm going to make another one this year. That hopefully will come out in, you know, the February, March of 2017 area. I hope. You were just in Europe, right? Yes. Do you like touring over there? Um, I do and I don't because getting there, the jet lag is really hard, which I still have really bad because I wasn't there for very long. So I got almost acclimated and then came back here, but yeah. I totally screwed over my Eastern time zone acclimation. Um, it's, it's hard to get, you know, a, a sense of normalcy when you just feel super fucking surreal from being so jet lagged yeah and you know i often will just be like having super deep sleep right up until 10 minutes before showtime which oh. it feels super surreal and super weird so oh, i've never I done that. can't remember stuff that happened <laughs> i fall asleep on stage but i never fall asleep right before i go on stage yeah i could see that <laughs> what cities did you go to um brighton and london oh that knows it oh. yeah it was just kind of a promo okay. thing with a few shows in it. Brighton's and I like Brighton. Brighton is great, except that poor fucking UK 
just adopted Black Friday. Oh, really? Why? I don't know. But they didn't just adopt it as Black Friday. They adopted it as Black Friday weekend. So basically, I went out the door of my hotel in Brighton into a crowd of maniacal Christmas shoppers, and it was a, it was mayhem. And so I scurried back to my hotel room like a frightened. Because I remember Brighton had all those like little lanes that you can wander in. Yeah, it's beautiful. Quaint little shops. Super beautiful, and of course the sea is right there. Oh yeah, I forgot. They're they're famous for the sea. And uh, about that ocean thing. Yeah, and. uh, it was great. I was definitely bummed about the holiday shopping. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of the holidays or shopping. Are you a lavish gift giver? I don't even participate. I'm not. I don't buy anything. And then you don't expect anything either. I assume. No, I don't want anything. I don't want any more stuff. Back to hoarding, like we were talking about. Right. So you just kind of sit it out. I hide it out. What's the rule on wedding presents? Do you know? Because <laughs> I've been to a couple of weddings. I realized, hmm. oh, I haven't got these people. I flew to their wedding. What are you supposed to do? Is it weird to... Isn't there like a... Why, I don't know why. I'm I don't this. really know. I really don't know. If you know them really well or, or if they're in your band, you should get them something. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get them. I just... It feels weird to buy something. Are you related some... to them? No. No. Um... The whole we're registered somewhere thing is weird, too. This is where you can buy our gifts. Yeah, it's, it is a little um, weird. It is a little weird. I mean, I can see why that tradition happened back in the day, but people kind of already have all their stuff. Right. If they're getting married these days. Like, we, got, we have a, a glut of stuff everywhere. Do you adopt them some Arctic penguins? <laughs> Like as a be, environmental thing, like I've adopted you two Arctic penguins. That would be a great, a man. I think you should do that. That would be a good gift to just foist on someone. Just kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I took a chance here, but uh, I know how you like penguins. penguins. Look how cute they are. Well, they never have to see them. Oh, is it? They there? just sponsor them from afar. Oh, they get a little letter from the penguins. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. The, the uh, fish is delicious. Hope you're enjoying your honeymoon. Were you just in? You were in, <laughs> you were in Hartford, Connecticut, huh? You a good show? Wild ass Hartford. Yep. Did it you, was good. That there's a new music hall there called the Infinity Music Hall, and it's it's actually really awesome. Really, new places often sound really weird, but that place sounds great. New places always have good dressing rooms, though. Amen. <laughs> they do. Sometimes there will be a shower that spurts at you from the side. That's when you know you've made it. Oh, you mean it's uh, like a... The dual jets. Oh, my God. See, side that's, jets. That's, that's, that's when you know you're like yeah. Diana Ross. So you do a lot of venue showers? Yes, I do. See, that's not a comedian thing. I, I've done that once when I've toured a band, with a band, and I was like... I just I feel like a lot of at least smaller rock clubs are like, I don't feel like this is a place... We're clean. No, it, if you have a hotel room, no, <laughs> yeah. you don't do that. No, why right. would you? But yeah. I mean, some newer venues have really nice showers. So you're That's like, true. I better get in on this while it's still viable. Yeah, as a cleaning place. <laughs> <laughs> get it while there's there's still soap in here. Yeah, and you know, from years of touring in a van in funk rock clubs, I will take several showers a day. Yeah, because I'm conditioned to be terrified that I'll never get one again. So if I see a shower, sometimes I'm just in there cleaning myself. 
Because it could it. it could just dry up at any second. <laughs> I'm like a dog. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. <laughs> might be like, oh, let's grab these because six months might be six months from my next one. Yeah. Who knows what kind of zits I'm going to get on my hairline. Do you have any like uh, deal breakers as far as like uh, my dream deal breaker would be to not play any venue where there isn't a bathroom backstage. I can't afford to do that right now. I guess um, you don't play places that. Those well, are sometimes places. those things just crop up and you're like, what the fuck? Like, we were on tour in Europe, and this is one of the things that's hard about Europe is sometimes you don't really know what you're getting into. Like, America and Canada, I've pretty much played everywhere, and, I, you know, you can be guaranteed that things are going to be cool. But there was a venue in uh, Camden that we played. I don't remember what it was, but they were like, yes, we have showers on site blah, blah, blah. So we didn't get a hotel room and we showed up and it's literally kind of open and the stagehands were like pissing in it. And there was like a green moss growing in it. Oh. And I, I remember being so jet lagged and so dirty and like, I think I actually cried. I totally pussed out and was like, I want a shower and well, better being in there. That's completely reasonable. It was fucking gross. Oh my, that's, ugh. Did you say, did you say something to someone uh well it was obvious everyone was fairly yeah. bummed out i think it was kind of maybe one of the you know things that led to switching of booking agents eventually like you gotta know if it's a shower or a urine de urine depository yeah, like were these the showers you were talking about where the guy peeing over there the I, golden showers I, oh, <laughs> didn't say that on the on the rider <laughs> Just said showers. What about uh, rider stuff? Do you have a yeah? Yours isn't. You don't go. We crazy don't get you. anything. You don't get anything. No, because one of the th mistakes that people make is is they don't realize that they are actually paying right, for everything right. on the rider. So you know, if if you look at what you've spent to pay for other people to get drunk and it equals like thirty thousand dollars, you're like, okay, that's the down payment on a house. Yeah. And I didn't benefit from any right. of that. It's like, no. Yeah, so we they, don't we don't get anything. And they, you know, they got in for free, so I don't need to feed them as well. No. But, you know, if it's somebody's birthday or something and yeah. whatever, we'll get buy some beer then, but it's it's not one of those things like young bands think, yeah, this all just comes with it, man. Right. No. Nope. We'll stay at the Ritz-Carlton. You're going to pay for that. Do you like a good hotel? I do. Me too. I like a hotel with laundry where uh, you can do your own laundry. There aren't a lot of those. But no, there's not. Sometimes you're surprised. Like sometimes you'll be in like a, like seems like a luxury hotel and like guest laundry. Like, ooh. Mm -hmm. And, and it, really they're just kind of like a, you know, courtyard inn or whatever the hell it is. Or, yeah. But it just feels like suddenly you're staying at the Omni um, on the David Letterman show in 1985 or something. Accommodations provided by the Omni Hotel, you know, and you're yeah. like, I've made it. Yeah, I love, oh man, I love hotels. Oh. They've got warm water there. Water, they, they someone makes the bed if you leave, if you don't put that sign up. I, see, I keep my sign. I never have the, I almost never have housekeeping. Me neither. Because it's already so much beyond, so far beyond what I'm used to at home. Mm -hmm. That like, yeah, these six towels should do me good for mm -hmm. the 18 hours I'll be here. Yes, exactly. And, you know, if you're there for a few days, though, you got to make sure that the maid can come in 
and pretend they cleaned at least because they don't get paid if they don't. It's, yeah, I did. It's like this really shitty setup that. I did have a housekeeper ask me to sign something so she wouldn't get in trouble. It's like, all right. Like, like she wasn't, yeah. If skip. I don't check with you, if you need this, yeah. I will get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. I treat my hotels nice too. I don't leave towels all over the floor. I'm pretty good. Because I clean up. Somebody's somebody's mom is most likely going to be cleaning up after you. Like, right? Don't embarrass yourself. I always don't treat people so gross. Yeah, I always think like uh, I try to think like how shitty that job is, and they're always nice. Those housekeepers are always so yeah. friendly that I feel like every time they open the door, they're going, "Oh, please let this be an easy one." Yeah, and exactly. I want it to be an easy one. Exactly. For them. Exactly. Oh. <sighs> Oh my God! We are such you and I are such good people. We're really good people. Are there any? Uh, That's why we're such good friends. Are there? Oh, when am I? I should come visit you, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say where you live, but I should come visit there. I live at a palatial estate in, uh, you know, eastern Vermont, okay. northeastern Vermont. There's a tramway that goes up my mountain to my home. Is that true? No. Okay. No, I'm just making it up. <laughs> Weird of like this subway. I'm trying to think of like what is the most luxurious thing I could have. What built What is your your to house? To bring you magazine, into my home, it was. Um, but uh, my house doesn't really quite look like that. Oh, they docked it. They they like to bring in stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's what they do. But it was fun. So you don't have a, a gold harp? I don't have a gold <laughs> harp, no. Not yet. I didn't know they did that. So they kind yeah, of stage they stuff. They stage stuff. Um, not all the stuff, but they do stage some stuff. Like some stuff's yours, and then there will be like a, you know, bedding from someplace. And do you get to keep that? No, no, you don't get to keep that. That is. See, that would see. I would be like. So you're going to come here. You're saying my bedding's not good enough. You're going to replace it, but then you're going to take it away from me. Yes. What magazine was this? It was in uh, Country Living. <laughs> I love it. I know. What kind of? What's the setup of the house? What kind of bed? How many bedrooms are we talking about? There's uh, two bedrooms, and uh, dogs and cats everywhere. It's pretty. Are you allergic to cats? No, I was actually going to say I, I'm think I went and looked at cats yesterday. You did? I think I want a cat. Where would I put a litter box in this place? There's no room, is there? Uh, that would be a tough one. I don't really know. <laughs> See, if I had a big old farm. If you had a big old farm, you don't get a litter box. Oh my God, you just let be... them go out the dog door, oh and you never change the litter box. Do you even have a litter box? Love no cats love to crap outside. Yeah, why not? I, I right. I get it. I wouldn't be crapping in the house if I didn't have oh to. Oh my God! See, maybe I gotta maybe I gotta move to Eastern Vermont. I'll move to Western so I don't crowd you. Well. I mean, I don't want it to be lonely on the east side of Vermont. Is it uh, near Burlington, or is it? No, nope, that's on the west side. Oh, is it? Okay. But you know, any any drive in Vermont is kind of less than an hour to the other side of the state. <laughs> pretty much, it's tiny. How did it's the, a wee wee little yeah. state? Yeah, yeah. I actually did a tour once where I did two cities in Vermont. You I must did, have felt. <coughs> I was like, like, no so, one did you do it on horseback, like colonial? New One Englanders. of the towns was Bellows Falls. Do you know that town? I do. Which I think it. I didn't, had There's some like hit. a really great uh, nursery there. I think. Yeah, for it was plants. A horrible show. Like it was just. It was. It was a thing where 
they were going to put me in the local paper. And normally I'd be like, all right, that's fine. But this would have been like the difference between people showing up and not. And then they canceled the article because I guess there was bigger news. But uh, I played to like hmm. 20 people. It was weird. But it's good for the story, right? Mm-hmm. That great story I just told you. Well, it's not a it's not a very populated state in yeah. its way. So I was probably like a full house in New York City. Twenty people in Bellows Falls. It was not a twenty seater though, that's the thing. It was, it no. was, <laughs> somewhere they it was prepared some for more people. But uh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. but you can't really I think I remember I made eighty dollars. So I lost money on that one. Yep. We've all done it. But it made me work ten times harder. <laughs> to get gigs just because I can't let that happen again. I remember playing in Madison, Wisconsin, and there was literally nobody there except for the people who worked in the club. And there were three bands on tour. And one guy showed up who ended up talking about how he liked to cut up carp in the public fountain. And we had to kind of run away from him. Oh, this was talking to you before the show? <sighs> Yeah, and after. It was great. But, uh, yeah, we had to kind of... Oh, man. But, um, yeah. Was this this must have been a long time ago. It was, and it was a club that has since burned down, I believe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was definitely... <laughs> I don't know creepy. why I'm laughing at a club burning down. I shouldn't, but... Well, nobody was hurt. Okay. It's just, I wonder if the same guy burned it down. I wonder if, like, a band burned it down. That's like... I don't know. There's no audience for I think place. I think that the... Yeah, I think I played there actually with Calexico, the show before it burned down. We didn't burn it down though. No, I know you didn't. Uh, Calexico just wouldn't do that. They're too nice. I don't. I, I don't know if I've met any of them, but I'm just gonna take a chance and say that they probably aren't arsonists. Not arsonists. Is there any city you will never play again? Do you ever? I mean, do you write off a whole city if like a show is bad? Mm, no. That's good. No, Me neither. I don't think there's anywhere I would never play again. There have been shows where I've been like, okay, I'm never fucking setting foot in this place again. And then you get a couple days to think about it, and you're like, okay, maybe that was just me. Or maybe it's the venue, or maybe it's the particular place. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to get, yeah, you got to get respected. Yeah. Thunder Bay, Ontario, I remember just feeling like, okay, I'm never going to play here. Because I remember Pansy Division were on tour (laughs) <laughs> and they canceled their show because they were gay. Oh, really? They, yeah. There was and no I was clue like, in their you name, really huh? fucking didn't know this beforehand, A. And B, you just cancel a show because a band is gay. <laughs> Good job. And that was a venue? It wasn't even like a religious yeah, it, it college was, or something? It was uh, this venue called, I think it was called Crocodile Rocks or something in Thunder Named Bay, after Ontario. Crocodile Rock, which is by like non-gay musician Elton John, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's so yeah. We're talking about real. The promoter was a real heavy hitter in the brain department. That's just that's just. I mean, that's wrong on a lot of levels. It was wrong on a lot of levels, and plus, <laughs> back at, during that time, like I toured Canada a lot, and Thunder Bay is an outpost in between two of the longest fucking drives you can ever do around the Great Lakes. So it would have been handy. A nice little yeah break. But no, that's where Paul Schaefer's from, right? I believe so. I think it is. Pan- yeah. Wait, Pansy Division? There's gay people? Pansy Division. Yeah, I know, right? That must have been a weird, shitty call to make. Hey, we are. We didn't know they were gay, so we're going to... Yeah. Show's canceled. 
And uh, the promoter, this was the, the best. He he claimed he feared for their safety. It's like their gayness was just going to get them destroyed. It's like, no, people know they're gay. Right. Are they like a hardcore band? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, they, they kind of played pop songs too, though. So, you know, they had songs like Negative Queen and, you know, should have taken pictures and it's a... <laughs> I don't know. It, it was they were super, super, super overt, overtly um, celebratingly gay, right? And they're awesome, but sadly, Thunder Bay <clears throat> didn't feel that way. Now I remember there was a new pornographers gig. Um, I think it was at I'm going to go ahead and say I think Calvin College, where they canceled you guys because the the name suddenly hit them. Yeah, though. and they're like, oh man. They, they might be real pornographers or something. I don't know why yeah, they did that. Yeah, I know. That. We got uh, we got booted off a uh, benefit for a children's hospital in Vancouver too, which is extra dumb considering that many of the new pornographers have children right. and <clears throat> benefit from children's hospitals in Vancouver specifically. So it was like just do a little research, you guys. And also, we're doing a benefit to help you guys raise money. So yeah, and it was yeah. I'm sorry, it's not appropriate for the. Sorry. We can't take money from you. We can't. Even though there's n- actually nothing to do with nakedness of any kind or sex. You'll help us raise money for the hospital, but then, then I don't want to have to talk to my kid about what a pornographer is. Yeah. Even though they won't ask me. Yeah. Even though it was kind of a Jimmy Swaggart idea, music, the new pornography, you know. Oh, is that what? I didn't even know where it well, came from. Well, I thought that's what it was. I just I never Carl has since said 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 no, but then uh I don't know. I don't know what any of our songs are about either though, and it kind of feels good. Just because they're you know, when you're not when you're not the author of them, uh-huh. it's a lot more freeing to sing them sometimes. Because you don't know what you're don't know what the fuck I'm talking about sometimes. But I still feel it. Yeah, I I don't spend a lot of time like, there's songs I love that I couldn't tell you one second of what they're about. It's kind of like the joy you get <laughs> singing in Spanish, even if you can't understand Spanish, just because it's such a beautiful language and you learn all the sounds. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that feels so good. I can't say I've done that, but I, I see what you're talking about. I, I've done that with many things and, and have no idea what I'm saying, but it feels good to do it. You should record a Spanish language album. I don't think people would like that. <laughs> It feels good to do at home, but may end up being insulting to Spanish language speakers if I were to try to, uh, you know, sing it. But then again, ESL rock always makes me happy <laughs> and not in a mo- like some of the things people come up with are funny, but I'm definitely not mocking them while I'm loving it. I've never heard ESL rock before. Just, you know, English as a second language, people singing like uh I think my favorite band I could think of in that realm is uh, Shocking Blue. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. You know, was it, uh, just she sings with that awesome kind of Dutch. Was it, they did Venus, right? Uh-huh. And didn't, um, what was that Twilight? What was the band that did Twilight Zone? Oh, oh Golden Earring. I heard they didn't They're speak English that they, the they, Netherlands, they learned it they? phonetically. I could be, that could oh. be bullshit, though. I hope not. I, know, I it's, hope it's phonetic, yeah. because that would be even better. But if they're from 
Denmark, you said? They probably do speak Netherlands, English. Denmark. They, yeah, they yeah that's the thing is, is they probably yeah. speak much better English than I do. Yeah. But she has that, you know, like the shocking blue lady. She has that awesome accent. God is on the mountain top. <laughs> she sounds so tough. Yeah, that that is a that's a great song. Burn it like a silver flame. Do you uh do you ever do you think about like what do you think of the term guilty pleasures? Do you ever do you have guilty pleasures or do you just take song on a per, uh, by song basis? I kind of I guilt I guess I never feel guilty about stuff like I like some Britney Spears, you know. Yeah. I don't feel guilty so much as I just feel kind of dirty. <laughs> and but in a good way. Yeah. Like yeah, I've just flashed my boobie on the subway. I'm dirty. <laughs> Living, you know. What happened to Britney? Oh, she's in Vegas. I don't six hundred thousand dollars. Brittany and I aren't intimate like you and I are, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know her really. I'm very close to Brittany. I'll listen to Toxic a few times in a row. Yeah. Occasionally. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I've been listening to that Katy Perry California Girls song. I like that. Mm-hmm. Catchy. It's catchy. Um, I. I think I was mad about that because. Um, the Cartoon Network guys made that awesome Cheyenne Cinnamon cartoon and they let me be in it and then the Katy Perry video was pretty much the Cheyenne Cinnamon cartoon so oh really yeah so it was like oh man I, I don't know about any of that well I'd like to think that Cartoon Network gave her her greatest idea ever <laughs> you've done some stuff how, how much stuff have you done for them a bit, a bit, squid billies and... I did squid billies as well. Oh, I know you do. Oh, <laughs> I, I, did, hear I, you, I hear you all over that. I wasn't trying Aquatine. to love, but I do that too. Aquatine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't done anything from them in a while. Mm. Mm. Maybe we should get our own show. I think we should get our own show. But they want you to pitch it and work on it and write it and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a problem. I know. I know. I don't. I just want something handed. With to all, yeah, I know exactly. With all my free time that I spend writing shows for myself and my my intimates. Where so you go to Chicago for press, and then where do you go home? No, then I go to Portland to do some singing on some <coughs> recording, and then I go home, and then I avoid the holidays. How are you going to do that? By just just by living, flipping the bird to the world. Going buy this world, and then I make my middle finger stick up. <laughs> it's wild. I love it. And uh, I will, I'll be pretty angry being on an airplane because I usually am, and uh, it'll be during the holidays. So I, I hope to make it through that to the other side, which is 2016. Yeah. You, <laughs> so you're gonna be on. I a can fl- make it through that. Yeah. Are you gonna yeah. be on a plane on Christmas Day or? Oh God, no, no. I think that's a good day to fly because probably a little quieter but maybe i'm wrong maybe thanksgiving was good we flew to england on thanksgiving this year and that was that was everybody was able to stretch out and stuff it was nice yeah nobody gives a shit about our thanksgiving in england so no not even in canada going there i was in canada once it was great during thanksgiving i know because they have the actual thanksgiving we have the new thanksgiving yeah october 10th is supposed to be thanksgiving is that true yes See, I, I think we moved it for servicemen coming back from World War II because they weren't going to get here in time. So they moved it, which is really nice, but then they never put it back. I didn't. Like we can just move shit. 
because we're America. I had no idea. And then Black Friday happened. And now it's just a fucking... Cyber Monday. It's just an ugly, ugly boil (laughs) that we're now giving to other island nations. You got any good uh, flying stories? I know you tweet occasionally about a horrific flight, don't you? I just get such a, like, just the humanity yeah. is a drag. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's really humiliating and weird. And Do you keep track of your miles? I talk about this yeah, with every guest on my I show. Yeah, I do, but I'm not very good at it. Oh. I was just talking to Jeff, um, who just came in with me, and he was like, you know... If, and I'm like, there's all this extra, it's like this weird fucking crossword puzzle you have to do to get your miles. And of course, the people who fly get the miles, not the people who paid for the plane ticket. So everybody's going to the fucking lounge but me. And I'm like, no, I, if but it, I bought all those fucking tickets, man. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm the one. See, I've had the reverse happen where someone's like, like I'll show up at a hotel and like the promoter put his Marriott number in there. It's like. Yeah, we're going to be taking that out. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be putting a different number in. Yeah, no. I Yeah, I don't get any of that stuff. You think that you would if you spend, you know, a third of your income on plane tickets. You should get a a, a credit card that has the miles on it. I should get a fucking plane is what I should get. Oh, because I have that credit card and it doesn't do you a fucking <laughs> bit of good. Because everybody else has that credit card. So you're never going to get upgraded unless you're on a plane that lasts... The flight is less than 45 minutes. Have you ever done a private jet? Uh, only once, and that's because our bus broke down, and we had to... It wasn't a jet. It was just a little prop plane, uh-huh. and it was terrifying. But it was flying into Aspen. Oh, which, which is, is terrifying. Enough. It is, because you're flying, and then all of a sudden you take a sharp left turn, and then you land really fast. Yeah. That's a rough flight. It is a rough flight. But uh, it was definitely eye-opening. It's like, whoa, you can actually turn a plane that hard... And landed that fast, like a fucking helicopter or something. Have you been on a helicopter? Never. Once I did. Really? It was nice. Did you wear the headphones? Um, I don't remember, but it was it was over. It was coming back into Manhattan. I did a show with Louis, and and you're flying over the water, and you're like you're lower than way lower than you would be on a normal plane. So it's it's kind of like being on a ride. It was fun. I'm going to start. I'm going to get you one out of here. From Maybe that's how you should get to my house in Vermont. <laughs> Tramway, whatever. Just get your helicopter. Can I even fly to your house? How far a drive is it from New York? Mm, five hours. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's long, five hours. Well, if you do it at night, it's not as long. It's traffic. I don't need to tell you. So, you, so I could show up at like 4 a.m. after driving all night? Yeah. You'll just show up and... Your cat will greet me. He will, actually. He'll be all over you. They'll <laughs> all greet you. How many cats you got? Just one. And how many dogs? Uh, right now, two. Yeah. One of them's uh, on vacation. He's on vacation? Well, yeah, with Nate, because Nate's my roommate. But right. he, he's going to be living with his lady in San Francisco for however long till summer, I think. So Bert the dog is out. Until the beginning of the summer. Wow. Are you taking a vacation? Down to two dogs. It's going to feel just fucking naked in there. <laughs> it's going to be weird. <laughs> I won't know what to do with myself. Do you take vacations? No. 
I got I kind of took one a couple years ago. I I drove around to uh, Civil War museums for like three days. Really? Mm-hmm. With someone or? I just went with a friend, like yeah? who was a nerd. Uh huh. And uh, <laughs> I got to touch some shagreen, which oh is shark leather. That was pretty exciting. So you just went from one Civil War museum to another? Yeah, I just American history is interesting. How did you not have the Travel Channel film this? Um, I'm super. Un- I'm fun. super uninteresting. I think I, is probably why that wouldn't. It would have been much less fun to have a camera crew. Probably. That's a cool vacation. Yeah, but then also I ended up going to two museums in Baltimore. I went to the. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like this crazy craft museum with all these crazy oh, there's toothbrushes. A, like an outsider art museum. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Yeah. So I went to that, and then I went to the Great Blacks and Wax Museum, which is this amazing museum of great African Americans that is a wax museum, but it's kind of small. And uh, everything is pretty much homemade, and it was amazing. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm going to Baltimore. Maybe I'll go You there. should go. It's a really great museum, and uh, I think it's been there since the early 60s. I've never even heard of that one. And all the stuff is the same stuff that's been there ever it's since. It's called but Blacks and Wax? Great Blacks and Wax. <laughs> it's it's an amazing museum, and, you know, they've added some people, <coughs> you know, a couple people here and there, um, but it's it's really cool. And when you go in, there's, like, a life-size elephant and then the general hannibal sitting on the life-size elephant replica and you're just like okay this is amazing there's a great museum in uh if you ever play wilmington north carolina there's a serpentarium i tell everyone to go there the serpentarium yeah it's it's just how did i not know about that it's snakes and uh and big beautiful lizards oh do you feel sorry for them when you go in, or are they living it up? Well, I mean, I, I don't. It's hard for me to know whether they're living it up, but uh, you know, you read about them, and they're like, "This one has enough poison that you know, a teardrop of its poison will kill three hundred men." You're like, "Okay, I guess." So. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Wow. I I often read toxicology <laughs> books. Like if you find them in old bookstores, uh-huh. I have a, a plant one that is like I don't know six inches thick. Really. But just all the tiny details, which are kind of morbid, but they're just really <coughs> so just plainly laid out there for you. Like 0.6 fluid ounces of this will kill a 80-pound child in approximately 5.2 hours with great stomach discomfort and facial rashing or um. Whatever, but you learn exactly what will happen when poisoned by each individual plant. The rashing would be the would be the least of your problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, got a rash too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's I. I love the idea of you like on the road, in a bookstore reading a plant toxicology book. Mm-hmm. Just feeling all like I'm researching serpent the rainbow or something. Will you read it cover to cover like a novel? Um, no, it's not. Yeah. There's not enough time for that. That was, that was a dumb question. I, ha- I have a really great book I got in a used bookstore called um, Dangerous to Man. And it's all about what kind of animals can kill uh-huh. humans, which is most of them in any kind of odd situation. So. Right. Dangerous to man. Hippos, big problem. Hippos are cute. They're cute, but man, deadly. Really? 
Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. I feel like any animal I wasn't familiar with, I would, I would leave alone if I came. Any upon animal it. bigger than you? Yeah. Or really any animal, unless it's, really any animal. Unless it's like I'm on the elevator in my building and someone's got a cute dog. I or was something. I was greeted by a really cute dog coming out of the elevator, and really? I thought that's a good sign. <laughs> Maybe that's Todd's dog. I hoped it was Todd's dog, but nah, no such. Li- I can't take a care of a dog, man, with my crazy lifestyle. Well, how are you gonna get a cat? Cat, you can, you can, uh, you don't have to walk a cat. No, but if you think about it, is it that fun for a cat to live in an apartment building? Uh, I don't know. I get, well, you know what? You could walk a cat if you were going to do that. If you take it out of a cage, I think, <laughs> move it to yeah, an apartment. Yeah, you know what? Actually, you're right. That is that is true. Okay. Um, you could put them on those little cat harnesses and walk them around outside. Oh, my. It could be one of those annoying eccentric people. Like, I walk around with a cat on my head. Oh, no, I'm not looking for attention. Not at all. <laughs> I think I've seen a dude. There is a dude in New York who does that. He wears a, his cat as a hat. Hmm. What are you going to do? Must the be re- super fun for the cat. <laughs> yeah. Having that one, that guy's head is your permanent chair. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do the rest of the day today? I'm going to eat up some of New York's food. Where are you going to go? I have no clue. I, I mean, you all, you, all you just got to walk out any door and spit, and there's probably a restaurant I'll give you right directions there. to a pho place. You once will? we uh once we hang up here. Okay, good because I'm pretending we're on the phone. You got me pretty riled up about pho earlier. Um, Nico, I I gotta go do something. <laughs> you know what I'm doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? I'm gonna I can tell you because uh it's gonna happen already. It'll be happen it would happen. I'm gonna sit in with Dinosaur Junior at the Bowery Ballroom. Are you bongoing? I think or so, full yeah. Full drum setting. I you know, I think I could have done the full drum set and I was like, God, I I just don't want to embarrass myself with those fucking some heavy hitters there. You know what I mean? Whereas bongos, like not to insult actual bongo players, but I think I could cute that up a little bit more than I could. But uh, can you can you get full drum kit style with bongos, or do you just get two? I don't know. I like I don't even know what song I'm. I'm going over to sound check and and once uh, in you're like just a few you're minutes. just diving in. I'm diving in. I mean, I, I just, you know, he's having special guests all week, so mm-hmm. I assume mm-hmm. that it's just going to be like, oh, there's a comedian up there. I don't think people are going to be like, this better be some good bongo player. But you care about your craft. I Therefore, do, I care. <laughs> it is going to be good bongo playing regardless. All right, I see what you're doing. Yeah. You're you're trying to get me into more professional mode. I just think you could... You think I could do it? Yeah. And I've seen you on... Telev- cable television that people pay for yeah. playing bongos on shows. Oh my God, you're right. I think people want it, Todd. Well, Nico, thanks. Tell me, the, the, it's truck drivers. Truck driver, gladiator, mule. Truck driver, gla- sorry, I forgot that. That's no, okay. I panicked. You, you live a more glamorous life than I do. No, no, and the, no, no. that title is a little more about no, you, less glamour. Oh no, you don't know my life. Look at my shitty little apartment here. Six, seven million dollars? This cost me. I bought seven million cash. I did a cash deal. A cash deal. I just wired seven million. No, it's not quite that, but you never know. Uh, Thanks for being here, Nico. Thank you for having me. I hope you had a good time. I had a great time. This is long overdue. I'm going to use your bathroom again, even. Whoa. Presumptuous. New roll of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I presume that, you know, 
fresh roll. Yeah, no, that I mean is for your is a guest roll. That's it's you can you can take that off and bring a fresh roll is a guest roll. Yeah, it's pretty bad toilet paper though. The good stuff was clogging my uh, toilet. So you're using camper toilet paper now? Uh, that's biodegradable. I mean, uh, it's pretty bad. It's also the only thing worse than the toilet paper is that I'm talking about it. That I think is worse. I think that your fans want to know that you're that's a real true. guy I just let people with in, real I mean, concerns. I use Gucci toilet. I use the same. Who toilet. goes to a real bodega to buy his toilet paper? Oh my god, I'm so gritty. Thanks, Nico. Thank you, Todd. And people at home, thank you. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll see you soon. Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.